I just want to warn Twitterverse out there. Do not glorify this type of relationship. All right. Let's not. Let's skip that step. No. True. No. But. No. <laughs> but consider this. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra Arcane Recap for Episode 7. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge. The hype train has no signs of stopping. <laughs> we rock and rollin', baby. Always, always. We're back. You see, we made a promise, and we kept that promise. Act 3 is out. We wasted no time. Uh, but housekeeping up top, right? We gotta, we gotta get that out there. Uh, as always, listen to us everywhere. Um, visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info and follow us on any of the platforms you prefer and listen to us on any of the platforms you prefer. Uh, and then you can send an email to us at podcastcore at gmail.com. If you have any questions, anything you want to say, anything you want us to read out on the podcast. Uh, but please leave a like, follow, and a short review slash comment wherever you plan on listening. Uh, but the easiest way is to tell at least one friend to riot for justice by <laughs> listening to the casuals of runeterra podcast uh, okay that got me I, w- I was waiting for an echo pun but, but <laughs> yeah we finally we finally get to see the riots uh, exactly and so, leave it to riot games to give it in good good flavor you know yeah yeah so you know echo pun. listen so we'll get right into it the boy savior is the name of the episode. <laughs> All right. So, so just a spoiler, you know, we, 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 we did our little test at the beginning of the night to make sure that all of our stuff was working well, especially my stuff, since it is all janky. And then it's like, oh, is the episode up yet? Yeah, let's see. And then Ryan goes to check Netflix and says, oh, it's called The Boy Savior. Huh, I wonder who could be in this episode. <laughs> you know, I'll say I think we had a prediction. Like, our, I think most people got the Echo prediction. That's pretty straightforward. It's kind of very telegraphed, which is fine. Everything yeah. doesn't have to be a huge reveal. Yeah. Um, but I want to say I think in our Arcane special, we got that guess around the first um, smuggling crash when yeah. the chem punk guy showed up and we finally were like, hmm, chem punks might be echo. So we'll take credit for it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? No, we, we can definitely say that we were on it before this episode. <laughs> and um, I mean, and as far as like twists go, the, all of the previews and stuff like months ago before the show was coming out, I ignored those. None of yeah, none of that led us to believe that <laughs> yeah. like what we were looking at with the firelights and everything would be Echo. True, so, and and Echo's voice actor sounds very familiar. Um, I can't remember his name though off the top of my head. I need to look it up. I'm terrible with voice actors, so I'm not even going to pretend like I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's get into it. Um, that track though. So we get bro. <laughs> yeah, we get some true damage flavor in uh in the beginning. Uh, the music in this in this episode by far just outshines the rest of the show so far. Yeah. Like the, everything else I've been poking fun of like oh you can tell it's been like 6 years in the making. And yeah. this one this was fresh. This was good. It hooked me in right away. I wasn't even taking notes for the first 5 minutes just because I was I still vibing with the track. <laughs> I was like oh no, did that fall asleep? 
<laughs> Not yet. <laughs> All right. So we start off with where we left off, you know, in the previous episode, which makes sense. Uh, Vi and Kate kidnapped and they have hoods over their heads. They're in some kind of like cellar type situation. Uh, what's going on there? Uh, I mean, with this, it's, you know, kind of a straightforward pickup from the last episode. I do like that they're shooting it from inside of the bag. Um, obviously, you know, it's animated and everything, but th that's the perception. We're given Vi's point of view, uh, which is a nice little thing, but it's the big reveal of who's behind the firelights and behind the firelights is Echo and Echo is treating Vi kind of with this, you know, a stiff arm because it's like, nope, you're dead. Everyone knows you you've been dead. And the only one that could keep you alive really would be Silco in his mind. So he's very doubtful as far as Vi's intentions because she suddenly is not dead and yeah. roaming around with an enforcer. So rightfully so, he's very cautious. But uh the um, this scene, my favorite part of it though, is like towards the end of it where you know they both realize that they're still kind of the same people yeah and that they're both can still call each other friend and vi just gives echo a big old hug and you hear the handcuffs just <laughs> drop to the ground after the hug and it's like how long have you been out of those handcuffs <laughs> and it's like that and it's like okay good it's like in such an echo dominated scene vi still kind of gets her own <laughs> yeah yeah um two things that stood out in this scene as well uh we get a shot of one of his like right hand hand men um, which is like a bat boy. So I remember calling this out earlier when I saw the ears and I was like, dude, are those ears part of the mask or is it yeah. part, or is that like a werewolf boy or what's going on? And it's a really cool character design. Um, it's like, it's like a vampire person or like, a sorry, not a vampire, um, <laughs> a uh, bat. Like he has like bat ears. Um, they're webbed. Like it, it's an interesting look, but it works. Uh, and we, we find out a little bit why some people look different. Um, a little bit later, uh, but we also get one other thing, which is the term Piltians. Echo refers to them as Piltians. And I think up to this point, we've been saying Piltovians, um, yeah. which makes more sense in my mind. Uh, Piltians is going to take a bit to get used to. Yeah, I, I mean, it may not make sense, but I, I guess it also matches up with the fact that like for short, they always say Pilties. Yeah. So I guess that's a little, uh, that is a little bit matching. And I can't remember the race's name, but the, this isn't the first time that we've seen like a couple of these races. So like mm -hmm. the ones with the bad ears, yeah. um, I am, t I don't remember the name and I'm on a lore show, so I apologize, but I'll get the name. It's the same race as Rakan. Yes. Um, so that, so it, it's kind of cool saying that it's like uh, two characters that no one's expecting to be in the show, that they're still a little bit of representation as far as their people in the world. Yeah. Um, so this takes us to the next scene, uh, which is sort of where we left off as well, just in a different area, which is Singed and Victor uh, having a discussion about stability. Now, this is interesting. This is this is probably one of my favorite points in the show um, because it's tying two big things in the story together in a very realistic way. So. Victor is kind of consulting Singed on, hey, I figured out this thing. You've always told me about this, you know, evolution. And I just can't figure it out. And he was like, well, have you thought about Shimmer? And to Victor's mind, up to this point, which I wasn't really paying attention to, is Victor and Jace don't know much about Shimmer. 
um, up to this point. The only person that would probably have the most knowledge on Shimmer that's topside is Kate. So uh, when it comes to Shimmer, he said you can use Shimmer as essentially a steroid to help you withstand the impacts of the hex the Hextech core accelerating your biology. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that makes sense. And it does. It, 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 I mean, obviously, it's still fantasy. There's still some but it makes sense in this world. And it draws really closely to how things are used in medicine. Right. Yeah, like I love that you made the connection with medicine because the first my immediate thought is like Eastern medicine with Western medicine, mm -hmm. and we're we're only now really getting to a point where we're seeing some areas of medicine mixing in there as far yeah. as for the benefit of all, but uh, a lot of times it is clashing, and we get to see that as far as with Hextech and Shimmer throughout the whole of the show so far. Um, now, the thing that I wrote down here that stuck out to me the most is that Victor Victor has a pause because he's hesitant to use the Shimmer because yeah. he's, he knows that it's like the drug of the Undercity, and Singe tells him love and dignity are what we sacrifice for progress Ooh. and i i love this because it is it's it really sets both of their characters as far as like in the game we mm -hmm. where we were at the final destination that's so much of who they are it's yeah. just like regardless of what other people think they have a result in mind and they're going to go for the result and yeah. everyone else get out of the way because I must prove this hypothesis. Yeah. And while saying that, he mentions that this is one of the reasons he no longer works with Heimer. And that's an interesting little tidbit before we bounce to the the thirst trap scene Bro, with shirt, I, shirtless Jays <laughs> in a forge, getting his workout on, sweating up a storm, looking this, broody. I Like we've said before that Riot knows exactly what they're doing. And this won't even be the last time we say it for this one episode. Riot knows what they're doing. If you're not into 2D characters yet, please consider. Yeah. But outside of, you know, the eye candy, uh, the points that are important here are two things, which is Jace mentions he got a hold of one of Jinx's grenades and he's having a hard time reverse engineering it uh, because he doesn't want to kill himself. And that's an interesting note because Hetch has mentioned in previous episodes that which was a good comparison that jinx is kind of a parallel to victor when it comes to um engineering prowess and being able to do and tinker with things they're different angles but they're both impressive at that level um, which later down the line will make sense again um, when he brings it to victor and what victor does with it uh, but the other part is mel essentially reminding jace hey we kind of had a deal we got heimer out you're the head of the council we need you up there um, which is kind of scary when you think about it, because this is all happening really fast on purpose. We'll get there. But think about where Jace was a couple of episodes ago and now being the head of a council. Yeah, he's overwhelmed. His personality's taking a hit, a huge impact. His morals, his views, everything is this is the most he's had to deal with um, yeah. in his sort of privileged life up to this point. It is the most he's had to deal with in his privileged life, and I'm pretty sure in the show timeline, we haven't made it to day three for the poor bastard yet. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he's, he's got a lot on his plate. Uh, but, I mean, this definitely still holds a feeling that Mel is kind of keeping him on target because of what she's invested so far. Yep. This It's more about her at this point. Yes. Uh, but... But at the very least, their physical intimacy is on point. So oh, yeah. eh, 
<laughs> he's still he's still getting in there. This takes us to uh, Soko talking to Slavika, right? Am I remember saying that correctly? Um, or is it Sylvia? Yeah, Savika. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- I think it's Savika. Uh, okay. I, I would have to go back to like another episode's notes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Savika, it, it, if we're while. wrong, it's because we're recording this as soon as we can. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get sleep and fix it later. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting conversation because it's around Jinx, right? And Soko's actually wavering on is Jinx still as useful as I think she is. And it's funny that she is now taking the side of Jinx, where in the past she used to be like, oh, Jinx is a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, listen, you know, sometimes when somebody cares about somebody, they have fights, but she'll come back. And I thought that was a nice, you know, character growth for her based on everything that's gone on up to this point. Yeah. And I I think a big part of it is also that it's like, look, as long as I'm not working with her, uh, you know. I, I have no problems with you having your kid. No beef. Yeah. <laughs> but don't put me in the same room with her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's anybody. And we get a good we get a good reason for that. Oh, what's up? I want to be in the same room. Oh no. With, with the jinx that we're getting now. No, don't don't listen to him, folks. This, no, 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 no. If you're it, it's the crazy eyes, Bri Bri. This is the sickness. No. <laughs> this, is <a> sickness. <laughs> this is the sickness. <laughs> So this takes us to, you know, a good reason not to be in the same room with her because we get a shot of Jinx in her little dwelling and there's like blood and we start to get that Jinx style scene cuts with frame skipping and stuff like that to make it feel more hectic. And dude, it's one of those moments where not so much a panic attack, but kind of a mental moment where she's trying to keep every piece, everything together and trying to get a hold of hold of her own sanity. Um, but while also nursing a wound and just stapling it without like it, it reminds me of I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this, but when it comes to like tattoos and stuff, there are certain people that um, have a type of addiction to the tattoo process because the pain helps them cope with things. Right. I mean, it's the that kind of goes with brain chemistry. A lot of the yeah. chemicals that pop up with pain are received by the same receptors in the brain that receive the chemicals that process pleasure. Yes. So it's a very thin line <laughs> that they're dancing here. But uh, they, they, Riot does a great job here as far as just really showing that it's like uh, she's falling apart. Oh, yeah, and the staples which, are keeping yeah, her together. And yeah. it's ironic that it's like she's stapling herself back together yeah. while we're seeing her psyche just disappear Listen, at this point. Riot. Still, slow clap, man. Slow clap. Slow clap. Um, <laughs> we then transition <laughs> back to Echo and Vi. We get a shot of this giant tree that's underground um, and a giant tree house, naturally. Uh, but we have all the Kempunks kind of having their own community in this space that seems healthy, especially for the underground space. Uh, and Echo mentions that a lot of this is the result of Silco playing God, right? With Shimmer getting Shimmer kind of out there and about and it's starting to affect the environment around them. Yeah, um, I, I like this scene because it really shows that Echo, or at least the people of the lanes, they still don't have all the pieces together. They just know that Silco's got the pockets, so it's connected to Silco. Uh, but they don't know all the details of how Silco is getting all the shimmer out to people. Um, and that so 
you know, it gives the vibe of like a true resistance there. Uh, and then also it's like, okay, the big important thing here is that powder's gone. Powder's gone. Like that is the biggest point of the scene is him trying to communicate to vibe to give up on powder. Yeah. Um, uh, but now one of the notes I wrote here is that this whole, all of Zahn, or at least all of the lanes, is just built on memorial walls. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the foundation <laughs> of it's, this whole it's place. So sad. It's, everywhere you look, there's just a memorial. <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's so many dead. It sucks, man. Um, and, and this then takes us, like, from this moment of showing the resistance, which is a good transition, into the riding on the bridge. And we find out when Jace is talking to Victor, who mysteriously pops back up, he's like, where were you? He's like, don't worry about it. But <laughs> um, Victor's like, what is all this? And he's like, it's a blockade and I ordered it. And it's like, oh no. And in this conversation, we're starting to see again, Mel's influence and Jace looking kind of fascist <laughs> i mean he's basically looking at victor and like you have to stay away from you people yeah and he's like i am you people <laughs> what does that mean bro <laughs> like not cool yeah. um so and never with cringe this, on main this is finally like the beginning to like the the fallout of their relationship yep. because in the lore they never said that they were tight friends it yep. was always just stated that they respected each other's minds so this show is really showing that they that they were tight like uh even with uh victor giving in with the shimmer he's telling singe that no jace will trust me and <laughs> as soon as he says that he's now at a blockade not telling jace what he's doing like no mind your business yeah because you people yeah, both like, have no, their not, own. Yeah, it. both have their own things going on, and you're start, like you made a good point. They're starting to keep secrets from each other, which in any good relationship is a bad thing. So the funny thing is, we go to a scene now that in my head I only thought about Hedge, so I'll let him talk about it because this is some gang gang shit, and Hedge loves this stuff. Gang, gang. I love it. So we we finally get to see a a council scene, except this time it's in a council in Zon. So it's very interesting to see that we kind of have, quote unquote, a governing body. But really, this is more just a meeting of the family heads. Uh, and so now it's like all of all of the made men are showing up and Silco shows up and it's like, OK, I didn't call for this meeting. So why are we here? And at the at the point of the scene, unnamed person's like, we don't trust you. This blockade's bad for all of us. So we think that someone else should be in charge. And Silco's response to that is gassing them, like straight up poisoning <laughs> the whole council pretty much. And then while he's gassing them, starts handing out gas masks saying, look, I've got you out of this before and I'll do it again. And so the only guy that we get named is the guy that called the meeting, which is Finn. Um, and it, he's like, okay, Finn. All right. It's time for you to shape up or shut up. <laughs> and then Silco just kind of leaves. And, you know, the, the, the dawn of the families has spoken. The Godfather's word is absolute. And we move on from there. The only thing of notice outside of that is um, the the scenery of this room, there's a lot of really big flowers in there. And the, I have a big, I have a big brain theory. Uh -oh. It's really dumb. And I don't think it's going to come true, but my big brain theory is that Mel is actually Karina, 
from the Runeterra card game who is a mastermind villain and she uses flowers just saying she uses plant life to poison her enemies and we're seeing all this massive plant life there we all know that these these godfather types have got connections to the pilties yeah i i don't think this is real but i I like my theory i like my theory (laughs) i'm having fun with my theory so i'm throwing it out there and speaking of mommy mel we do get to see her again um, in a you quick scene Bobby where Mills. she's at this, I, I think this is in her room or something that kind of oversees the city. We get a lot of shots with her there. Uh, and she's handed a letter with a seal on it. Um, and also told by her advisor, not her advisor, but like her assistant that, her Hey, it aide. might be time. Um, sorry. I said her aide. Yeah. Her aide, um, that it might be time to get Jace to kind of, you know, go through with the plan. And she's like, he's not ready yet. Cause it's only day three in our mind. <laughs> What, a, what yo, do you mean in our mind? It's only day two on paper. <laughs> this this onboarding process should never be used by any business. Just if, <laughs> if any corporation is looking at this, this is too fast. <laughs> hey, you know what? Your orientation went really great. So how about you run the whole show? You've got the weekend. <laughs> Don't uh, call us. <laughs> so this takes us back to, you know, Echo's uh resistant hideout and it's kind of his next interaction with him and kate and it's interesting because you you obviously can tell echo has no contact remember even at a young age he doesn't really have any contact with topside so he has his own prejudices he's like she's from there we can't trust her vi's like she's fine kind of thing um and he says you know what vi i trust you so i will only help her get back topside um safely uh, but after that, you know, kind of washing my hands of this. And the, as far as with this, it's uh, also important because we get still get to see the buddy cop thing happening here, um, which is especially for the end of the episode. Vi and Caitlin, they're hitting it off. And it's important that they're hitting it off because we know later along they do become partners. But uh, we get to see this as far as Vi just kind of messing with Caitlin even before the scene. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So heroic. My <laughs> my hero. Yeah. And this is another small scene. Before we get to the one that kind of has a lot of impact here as well is Soko and Jinx. And Soko's in his office. Jinx shows up like she usually does on her own accord. Uh, but she's extra unstable right now. And... Uh, yes, Soko, queen. Sorry? Yes, queen. No, stop. And <laughs> She's extra unstable. And Silco's actually kind of off kilter here, um, seeing her like this. And this is one of the places where it's kind of, this is where we start to question how genuine Silco is, right? Because he's kind of capitalizing on how in- unstable Jinx is and how un- insecure she is at this moment. And he's trying to tell her, you know, I'm your family now. I'm the one that cares about you. But we still don't know if it's manipulation or if he really does feel that way. Because, you know, when he killed Vander and when all that happened, it, it did impact him negatively. Like, he did feel... And that's what makes Soko such a good character as this villain bit, is that you kind of are never sure if his motives are genuine at any moment, right? Because he goes from mod boss to these jinx scenes that feel genuine, but she also isn't all there. So is he taking advantage of her? It's it's a good conundrum to have in a drama, right? Yeah. 
And, and her unstable behavior really helps reinforce that it could be genuine because she's straight up stabbing him. Yeah. And he's still just almost patiently working with her. Yeah. And like, if this is a manipulative bit, he's really all in on it. Like, give the man an Oscar. And, um, and I just want to warn Twitterverse out there. Do not glorify this type of relationship. All right. Let's not. Let's skip that step. No. True. No. But. No. <laughs> but consider this. <laughs> um, now, the only other thing in this scene that's important is that um, part of this either manipulation or calming Jinx down is asking her to finish the weapon. Uh, we don't really know what weapon that is yet. This is the first time that he's really kind of pointing out what Jinx's actual project is. So he's also now doing the same thing as Mel of like, we got to speed this up. Yeah. So both sides are now on the same page of it's go time. Yeah. Um, and that that takes us over to um, uh, over to the back or no, it takes us back to the lanes as far as with Echo, Caitlin and Vi, because now vi has worked out hey you can trust caitlin and echo's like okay fine i'll trust her to leave yeah i trust you to get out of the lanes on your own alive um and the now he is kind of showing her like look i've got this thing that you were trying to grab from me and pops up the hex gemstone and this is finally the first time that Caitlin kind of tells them what that is and why yeah. she's there. Uh, so now everyone, at least these three people, they now finally have all cards on the table. And as far as with this, it's okay. Now that all cards are here, we will take the gemstone back to Piltover into the right hands. But Echo is not going to let them just walk out of it. He's going to take it with him. And he's going to have them be his escort. Yeah. It's not leaving his possession. He's always been a smart, intuitive kid. And we've mentioned that in the earlier episodes uh, when he was younger. Uh, and we go from these three to another three, which is a good transition because we're talking about Hextech stuff, right? The Hextech core. And it's Jace, Victor, and Mel having a discussion. Uh, and Mel's kind of leading this discussion in the direction of weapon creation. So up to this point, Hextech has been meant for progress, has been meant to improve the city, improve people's lives. Weapons don't really do that, but what weapons do well uh, is murder and kill. So she's like, well, you know, I rather need it and not have it type argument uh, when it comes to weapon creation. And because you have her firmly on one side, uh, which is fascism, and you have Victor firmly on another, uh, Jace is that guy in between wavering. And unfortunately, he's wavering towards one side because he's thinking with the wrong head. Uh, I mean, as far as with this, this is a really a discussion about rights, you know, yeah. and <laughs> um, now I, I do want to point out that this scene opens up with Victor playing around with one of Jinx's grenades. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we've talked a lot about how Jinx and Victor are kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum. And he's even looking at it like uh, this is very crude. It looks like a child could have made it while simultaneously being very well made. And he 
does have an appreciation for her work. So, uh, you know, that kind of just puts a nice little cherry on top to what we've been saying this whole time. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, they're both smart. They're just both very different. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a montage intercut situation here. So we're going to go through a few scenes really quickly. Um, but or a few points as well. Uh, but it all starts with the glorious evolution finally beginning um, with some. I mean, he's tattooing himself with rune insignets and he's injecting himself. And it's like these quick cuts in between. Um, we get to see like firelights, right? Uh, which we find out where the name comes from. Firelights are a bug yeah. that exists in the Undercity. Um, down here in the south, we call them fireflies. <laughs> 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 um, we get a shot of Jace with his mother, like in his childhood home. We see a little picture, which is a little Easter egg of him drawing himself as a superhero at a young age in like crayon. Um, nerd. Nerd. <laughs> uh, another important thing is we get to see Heimer lurking in the streets of Piltover with his hood up. Like I said, listen, Yoda vibes. I called it very early. <laughs> I called I, it very early. I wrote it off. I let you have your thing, but damn it, you're right. <laughs> um, and then we get the ending part of this kind of intercut scenes uh, with the glorious evolution continuing, which is kind of showing you that what it's doing to him, uh, which is it, it's really cool how they swap between all these visual elements. It's a little bit of an overload, but it's meant to get you in a heightened state uh, mentally before we go into the next scene. Yeah, and it's very important too because this is the first time we actually got like concrete details of what Victor has done to his body. Because even in the lore, we just know that he worked to replace his flesh with machine, uh, but that process made no sense. It was kind of left up to the imagination, and now we know that it's basically dabbling with science and magic put together. And then, uh, you know, just what's beta testing? Nah, just go ahead, <laughs> shoot up some shimmer, and go in. All right, like who cares if we only got one shot at this? So yeah. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> but we get to our climax of the episode here. We're on the bridge. We're on a bridge, um, and we're starting to see uh, all three of the group together heading towards topside. Uh, but Vi has this consciousness, and she splits the party. Which listen. D&D players never split the party, right? Uh, if you're one of the feral D&D players, such as myself, always split the party. <laughs> <laughs> so she decides she wants to go back and try to find Jinx while Echo, she's like, you can take care of it. Kate's fine, whatever. Um, but right at that moment, we do get some time. We get Jinx watching this from above and she's seeing the interaction and the care that uh, Vi has for Kate. Uh, and then we get Marcus showing up and, and Marcus is not like, listen, Marcus has always been a scumbag. He's lived life on the edge, uh, but he comes in. There are very little words before he pulls his pistol. Oh, yeah. I mean, all all he really said was show me the evidence yeah. that you have on Silco. So show me. Kaboom! <laughs> and I got respect for that. You know, like you, you use that as an excuse to close the distance. So, you know, you're not going to miss a shot. And he put that center mass on Echo. So Echo hits the deck. Uh, Caitlin is now staring down the barrel of a gun. Vi hears the gunshot, starts running back. Yep. And before Marcus goes to pull the trigger, you know, fulfilling his end of the deal to Silco, we start seeing the firelights again. 
Except now these firelights are robotic. Yeah. And these firelights have Jinx's graffiti on them. <laughs> oh, no. That can only be a good thing, right? Terrorism. No fireworks. <laughs> no fireworks. <laughs> it's fireworks. It was just the kind of kill you fireworks. <laughs> so, yeah, we get these uh, firelights, which are essentially shrapnel bombs. Um, and it does some damage. It leaves everything smoky. Uh, we get the death of Marcus here. Um, he tells Kate, you know, tell my daughter I love her type thing. And then Jinx finally kind of shows herself, right? And it's like, oh, fuck, one thing after another. Um, and she's having this moment of hesitance like she did before. Uh, but the thing here is it's time for some action, right? So as Jinx finally decides, you know, forget it. I'm going to do go through with this. Uh, we get Echo charging down. Like, there's some really cool shots here. Um, of yeah. uh, Jinx pulls out her blicky, like she did before, and <laughs> as she shoots, Vi kind of pushes Kate out the way, and as she pushes her out of the way, on his hoverboard comes flying in Echo, and you can see on his face he's about business, right? Um, she yeah. mentions, you know, Vi a bit earlier in this episode that Echo is a lot more confident in himself. Um, and we get some cool Sakuga here. It's like, it's, it's a lot too. Like, it's not just one fight Man, scene. There's a lot going talk, on here. Talking about some cool soccer guys. Yeah. So, um, obviously as far as Marcus, uh, shooting him center mass, Echo's got a bulletproof vest on. Yeah. Um, so that is important to point out. And people are just like, wasn't he shot? Uh, if you hadn't watched it yet, which if you haven't, you're crazy, go watch it. Um, but the, I I really like this scene because the one again the soundtrack for this whole episode has just blown the rest of the show out of the yeah. water. Two, um, when he's playing around with the clock, it very much looks like the um, the stopwatch in League of Legends that you know later builds into Zonia's Hourglass and items like that. So it's kind of like a nice little tip of the hat to the game. So that's already cool. And then the scene itself is kind of like I, I wrote it down as like Doctor Strange vibes. Like yeah. Echo is like playing all of he's playing memories of yeah. him and Powder playing together, while also playing visions of what it's going to go down yep. like as far as him attacking Jinx. And this goes on for a good portion of the music track, and then just really quick snap. Echo goes in. Echo closes the distance he beats the ever-loving crap out of jinx which makes sense because you know if a fed echo jumps on a jinx uh, flash and heal. always go for the adc yes yeah and flash and heal can only do so much for you once again that, like, riot knows what they're doing <laughs> they know what they're doing so he beats the ever-loving crap out of her and then while she's suffering through all of this she her face kind of reverts back to yeah. you know the young girl it looks like powder Echo hesitates for just a second. And if we've learned anything about Jinx in the show, hesitation is not your friend yep. around Jinx. Good point. So Jinx decides to go ahead and pull the kamikaze technique, bust out the grenade, hold it, start laughing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we wrap up this episode. But one thing with the Echo thing that's also very genius is the, all those elements mixed together do a great job of foreshadowing how his time displacement stuff will work in the future because he doesn't have it yet but the way they represent his 
flashback how he's using that information um, before the fight starts. And he's using this stopwatch to essentially figure out, he's like, all right, I've never been able to get this time to get to her. I can do it this time. Like, there's a lot going on there, but they've handled it so well. Um, that just makes me hype for when he finds, because we got a reveal of his, you know, his um, hex tech core. Yeah, in the his, fact that he has hex tech on him. Yeah, so, so we're we're starting to get like more towards the cool echo that finally gets a grasp on that technology. Not sure if we'll get to see him use it to the full yeah. extent. Um, we'll find out in the next few episodes. Yeah, but, I, I'm ex yeah. I'm excited to see if we get the cool echo because this echo is definitely a little bit edgy. Um, yeah, rightfully so, but still edgy. Yeah. And, you know, that's it. That's where we end up with this episode. So let us go watch the next one. Stop stop making us talk about this. It's your fault. Yeah, y'all go watch for the next one, too. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll reconvene and we'll talk about it again. So once again, thanks for listening. And we'll be back very soon with the next Arcane episode. Take care, everybody. Bye.